0: Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run you
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan
2: Morris, full of shrimp. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: God, I'm full of shrimp. Oh, can you tell me what happened, my friend? Well, I ate too many shrimp. <laughs> okay. It's a bad story. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious.
2: Sorry, Christ. there's not a better story <laughs> was there. Was it an
1: unlimited situation? <laughs> no,
2: it was it, it was a limited number. Did you but get that caught number up in was
1: the, high. In the classic value conundrum. <laughs> sure. I've paid this much for unlimited shrimp. Right. I'm going to take this whole fucking red line. Lobster down. So you ordered shrimp. I ordered. Yeah, I had
2: shrimp. I okay. So bef- uh, a, a rare lunchtime record for us, yeah. or after lunchtime midday, record.
1: midday record. Usually we're evening recorders.
2: We're usually evening recorders, but sometimes. That's why we're so punchy. Sure. Sometimes you get a guest who has an afternoon free, and mm-hmm. you say, "Fuck it, we're going to record in the we're going to record in the afternoon." Uh, if it
1: if we record after five o'clock, yeah. You know we're going to be in our cups. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: What <laughs> uh, cocktail might, hour comes around. Right,
1: exactly. It might uh, tip over into
2: uh, late night material. Oh, yeah. You got it. After dark. You yeah. know what I'm saying. <laughs> Today we're keeping it after school. But, yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of lessons. Uh, I'm going to do PCP for the first time and jump out the window. <laughs> the basics. The basics. Uh, so, you know, I was on my way over here, uh, running a little early. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can stop for lunch. Oh. I should have lunch. I'll no. be I'll be better on Mike. Oh absolutely certainly not good, but <laughs>
1: Yeah. But better than better. me. Better.
2: Yeah. Uh and this this I this restaurant opened up that I had been hearing about called Little Jewel of New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's a really good restaurant. <laughs> One of my favorite foods that you cannot get anywhere around here is the shrimp Po Boy. Right. This is a French roll stuffed with a cornmeal leaf fried shrimp. Lettuce pickles. I say no tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. A little bit of mayo.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Heaven, if you get it right, but but few can.
1: Yeah, well, especially if with the passing of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yes. A a respected, <laughs> a, a, a humble, respected Zatarans to him. Yes. Up in heaven. Zatarans. Paul. Zatarans. Paul. Uh, and I've heard. I I kept hearing from the from the foodie set. Yeah, that this place could do it. Yeah. I was skeptical. I got one of these sandwiches. This is a $15 sandwich. <laughs> right. It is it is as long as your arm. Yes. I'm like, I can have I'll have a half of this. Yeah. I'll wrap the other half up, take it home, throw it in the lake, I don't know. Right. I'm going to try this thing. Yeah. Fuck, it was so good. I just <laughs> ate it. I just I just <laughs> put that thing away and I am so full of shrimp. I I I here's how full of shrimp I am. <laughs> yes. Jesse, I'm full of shrimp. Yeah? How shrimp are you? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I, I am planning on going swimming later. Uh-huh. And I'm worried that in the water, I will take on shrimp-like qualities. <laughs> I'm worried I will develop an exoskeleton. Right. I don't
1: need that. Eye no, stalks? You don't currently swim by scrunching yourself up, then extending yourself? Not now, but who knows? Got it. Who, Jesse,
2: I, I mean- can I tell you this, yes. Jordan? Should we welcome in this guest that was so hot that we couldn't wait for the evening?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know him from Riff tracks, uh Bill Corbett. Hey, guys. Um, I am not full of shellfish
3: right now, but I'm a little jealous of you, yeah, Jordan. I'm,
2: it's, I'm not – listen, this –
3: Fucking sandwich was so
2: good, so. But I am miserable right oh, now. Oh yeah, I'm so shrimpy. This you, restaurant. You
3: do look like you have like a, a, a more than your usual amount of iodine in you. Yeah. Too.
1: Yes. Yeah. I feel like I have a a poop vein running up my spine. <laughs> yeah. You actually, now that you mention it, are turning pink like a flamingo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. F-
2: but guys, if I mean, I mean, you guys are married. You don't know this. Dayton's hard out there. Now I've got an exoskeleton. <laughs> I don't know. People are into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you, you suggesting there's an exoskeleton fetishist out there? There is. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I think you need a distinguishing characteristic on on your uh, on your what's that thing called? Where you flick through the... Oh,
2: yes yeah, sure, your Tinder profile.
1: Yeah, your Tinder profile. You're going to need something that sets you apart from the and Select all exoskeleton <laughs> checkbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Only you is there. Right. Only you. Shaved, comma, exoskeleton, <laughs> comma, no drama. <laughs> <laughs> Loves hikes. I have been to that restaurant that you refer to, which is in Chinatown here in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. And they have a set of sandwiches called the Parish Fair sandwiches, Mm -hmm. separate from the Po' Boys. These are $9 sandwiches, not $15 sandwiches. And they're supposed to be a small serving for one person. And I have never not eaten the whole thing. And I have never not Made myself sick because of how much I ate. Yeah. And you had $6 more. Worth I had of $6 sandwich. more Holy of sandwich, shit. And I'm here eating cochon du lait. I'm here eating uh, stewed pork. Mm-hmm. And you're over there eating them shrimps. God, so I'm
2: so full of shrimp.
1: Uh, Bill,
2: what's your favorite giant sandwich? My <laughs> favorite giant sandwich? Dagwood. Uh, let's
3: talk. <laughs> well, I did have a Dagwood uh sandwich at the airport the other day when coming to LA that I regretted mightily. Oh, it yeah. was full of uh it, it looked pretty good, but it had a lot of unidentified salami-like stuff on it sure. that started to sit really bad in the plane. So mm-hmm. um I don't know what I would grow from
1: that, like a, a pig snout or a <laughs> Are there people out there who can identify and and know the differences between the groups of salami like food. My wife can. She's a she's a cheesemonger Oh, she, well. she
3: has a side in salami and you know right. charcuterie. So she can uh,
1: yeah. I yeah. genuinely I know that pepperoni goes on pizza and salami goes in sandwiches. But if you said to me right now what's the difference between pepperoni and salami, I would say, "Oh, well, Pepperoni goes on pizza, and salami goes in sandwiches. Yeah, that's all I've got. It's sort of a logical conundrum you get yourself caught in. Yeah, like, well, it's a square, a parallelogram,
3: philosophical. Sure. Yep, yeah, no way out situation. Oh, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> Schrodinger's <laughs> toppings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Right. There's a there's a category of meat that is pink meat with little white dots. Uh huh. Yeah. There are. Ten kinds of meat in that, in under that
3: ten. I am using salami pretty generically. It could have been something sure. like a like a, a, a capicola or
1: Could've, gabagool,
3: yeah. as they say on <laughs> The Sopranos. Yeah, um, or or any number of other spreadz Italianate mm-hmm. ham thing. Yeah,
2: New York seltzer. Hey, <laughs> Hey, a New York seltzer. Hey. I was It's
3: a donut. No, every... <laughs> donuts are everyone. Oh <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I you mean... need a real Jersey donut over here. <laughs> it's a
3: sandwich.
2: It's <laughs> a <laughs> sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we call it a sandwich. <Zando-3> <laughs> 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 so, I just stopped watching the deuce cuz there was too much of that.
1: <laughs> like, I kind of like this, but I'm out. Uh, right, right. Too uh, much of this. I flew to the Grand Canyon recently mm-hmm. and While I ordinarily don't like to brag, Mm -hmm. um, I'll take this opportunity to say that I flew American Airlines (laughs) (laughs) out of Burbank. Oh, little Mister Fancy, yeah, <laughs> Burbank. Game. Looks like there's a new Bob Hope in town. <laughs> now that the other one is dead, <laughs> and they took his name off of the Burbank Airport oh, recently. They? Yeah, they did. Oh no! It used to be called the Burbank Bob Hope Airport. Now it's just called the Burbank Airport.
3: Oh wow! So you, yeah, there are no defenders of Bob's name. I guess did, not. There weren't a no. little community group that got up in arms. What about happened
1: it? is the people who remembered him before 1960. Are dead now. Yeah. So I think now, people, now all of the rest of us remember a special that confused us as a child. Right, right. It seemed terrible. <laughs> where he, where he put out a, people liked it. He put on a wig and, tr- and pretended to be a hippie or something. <laughs> yeah.
3: every, everything wrong. Yeah. You know?
2: I think actually now I think what they're doing is they're in a transitional period. And I think, you know, now I think you got kind of got it right there, Jesse, is that, you know, just – Bob Hope's legacy is waning as fewer and fewer people remember him. So I think now it's going to be Burbank The Rock Airport.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed you were going to say like the Burbank uh, Bob Hope Invitational Golf Classic Airport. (laughs) Oh, nice. Because that's what people have the most – so I I know that you know this, Jordan, mm-hmm. but I don't know if our listeners know this. We may have mentioned this in the past on the show, but for your benefit, Bill. Yeah. You know, Burbank is a, is a small sort of regional airport. Oh, I've flown through there, a yeah. A lovely place it's to fly from. It's, wonderful
3: yeah. airport.
2: I'm, God, I love going yeah. to the airport.
3: Sometimes I just go to hang around. That's why I'm here in town. <laughs>
1: Good pandics. I flew to LAX to
3: go to hang out at the burpo- yeah. b- Burbank.
1: So for years, one of the only problems with the Burbank airport was – That the food situation was a real challenge. So if you were flying at lunchtime and you needed to eat a meal... Which like, is my my situation? Right? Several pounds of shrimp. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so full of shrimp. Don't remind me. Your choices were limited, basically to <laughs> That's those. My new catchphrase, by the way. I'm so full of shrimp. Don't <laughs> remind me. <laughs> so, f- they were, you're basically your choices were those kind of cellophane wrapped refrigerator case sandwiches. Yeah. Is this
2: what you is this is this yeah. your mystery salami? Super
1: cold too. Yeah. It's like nobody needs. They're a sandwich very, of... They
2: have rights. Yeah, they're very I, cold.
3: I get the storage needs for it, but it's it's. It yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, cold, Jesse. Probably because
2: they're
1: also very old. Anyway.
2: <laughs> cold and old.
1: Cold and old. The old. old. Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would presume that he didn't do this personally, but that someone did it on his behalf. Hmm. But Guy Fieri has taken over all of the concessions at the Burbank Airport. So your choices are between three or four Guy Fieri Outlets. Oh wow! Of slightly different types, <laughs> they're all basically horsey sauce vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, which um, is as we discovered, aioli basically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Com- it's entirely. It's yeah. just mayonnaise mixed with a little something. Yeah, and uh, from, I from guy's body. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> right, he excretes it. <laughs> I was very hungry. They hook him up to a tube while he sleeps and he just loses And had to eat a meal because if I skip a meal, Bill, you and I were talking about this on my walk here, I get terrible migraine headaches. And if I skip a meal, I will get a migraine 100% of the time. So I have to, like, eat a meal when I'm at the airport uh, if it's lunchtime. And I went to the Guy Fieri burger restaurant. Mm -hmm. And there was a giant television playing Guy Fieri's Visit to Cuba. hmm What? Which was so fucking weird. Oh, my God. Like, it was... What was crazy about it is that it was like a cultural exchange program for a man with no self-awareness of any kind who's incapable of seeing the world through other people's eyes. <laughs> wow. But... I will say this for Guy Fieri. He is good at doing the thing that he does. Sure, yeah. he is very good. It I, was so. It's just him talking about American cars. Yeah, smoking cigars. Like there is blinding no, people with his shirts. Not even like <laughs> yeah. Not even like salsa music in it. No, there's not even like. Yeah, I guess like yeah, even when you like, have the
2: loudest shirt in Cuba, yeah, <laughs> yeah that is that is an achievement.
3: Um, a friend of mine opened a, a restaurant in uh, Minneapolis and was one of the. I Guy need to Fier- hold on. I oh, need to give Guy sorry. Fieri some credit. Go too.
1: go right ahead. I ordered some kind of cheeseburger with onion rings and etc. Sure. Ass kick sauce on Bacon it and, <laughs> and nut kicker sauce. Yeah. and that sure and it's the burger that fucks your wife. <laughs> yeah, <And> wow. <laughs> I just want to say that when that burger fucked my wife, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I. I you I sat burger there cook. and I turned to the <laughs> Brian. I think we have our title for the episode. Go ahead. I turned to the guy sitting next to me and I said, "I am so sorry that I am going to eat hot food on the airplane, and it will, you'll probably smell it." I Thank just, you for doing. It's that. lunchtime. Yeah. I just have to. I, this was the only thing yeah. I could get. And I ate it. And first of all, the man next to me was so lovely about it. What he a saint! Oh, hey, don't worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's what he said to me. Very sincere. Don't worry about it at all. I ate this burger. I fucking Number one, I really liked it. You went to town on it. That's first. First and foremost, number one, I really liked it. Number two, now I'm best friends with the guy next to me who was so fucking chill about this. And I look over and he's reading this book about why global warming isn't real. Whoa. (laughs) And just the heading. There's just this – there's like one of those like – you know, like a like a slightly large format book with black and white illustrations in it, like a for dummies yeah, sized sure, book. Yeah. It was like that, um, and it had an inset box in it, and the headline was just "Me versus Bill Nye." whoa oh god. it was like oh yeah. no take that asshole down a peg <laughs> oh no but you were
3: on your way you started saying to the Grand Canyon is this yeah so for... it wasn't a huge flight thank god like yeah. you weren't going to London or
1: something. yeah it was I had to get on a, a weird tiny airplane in Phoenix mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah the whole time I was just like god thank goodness that i decided i liked this man before he started reading that book <laughs> he was when he happy was so that you were he was happy that you were eating beef yeah you know because it does not contribute
3: to any bullshit global warming sure yeah, yeah. i
1: don't care about american cars from the 50s mm-hmm. i don't care about cigars but i do love a good burger yeah
2: salt that 25% fat more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had a- Half I had and a, half. I had a breakfast sandwich, or I think his guy prefers us to say, sandwich. Uh, yeah, insist, oh, yeah. we say. At that, uh, at that same kiosk, uh, I think when we went to San Francisco for Sketch Fest, and I was- Floor like floored by how good it was for that was at,
1: food. That was at the sandwich kiosk. No, no, there's a burger kiosk. kiosk. This was at the sandwich oh, kiosk. This was at the burger okay. kiosk. Okay, okay. Was it a sandwich burger or something?
2: It was like this was the, the oh, breakfast menu. A full, uh, full sandwich uh, encased in a burger. Right, a ham and cheese sandwich on top of a burger, between two buns, melted
3: cheese all over the whole damn thing. Yep. Uh, Bill, you were saying you have a... a, Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to sort of reiterate that Guy Fieri, like, has a good side to him. Because my friend had a... Not a struggling pizza, but pretty unknown. Um, And she's Korean-American, and her take on pizza, she just, like, self-taught how to make it. Um, And she has some Korean, like, uh, spins on some of it. Um, And she's really amazingly talented. But somehow it got on his radar put her on the show and it just like it made her career on some level and now she has like four restaurants in town Yeah, there's. said a... he was a good guy he was a little bit of a lummox but he was a sweetheart you know <laughs>
1: there's a there's a restaurant that I will go to occasionally if I am like, like it's in between my house and work and so if I for some reason am going to work at 11 a.m. it's too far away to to go to for lunch but I can stop there to pick up lunch on my way to eat it at the office uh huh and uh, it's called East Side Deli, um, in the East Side of Los Angeles, and it is uh, it is the kind of restaurant where no matter when you go in there, there are three firemen and three policemen in uniform waiting in line. Uh, and it is the Guy Fieriest of restaurants, um, and there's a giant Guy Fieri thing on the wall because when Guy Fieri goes somewhere, he puts his mark on it. Uh, he, you know, he lifts his leg and yeah, sprays
2: flames all over the wall, and then <laughs> his face is burned there. Yeah, his hot
1: flaming pee. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> see a doctor, guy. By the way, uh, but it is so fucking great. Yeah, it is such a great place to buy a uh, a potato salad, a meatball sandwich, a chicken parm. Uh, like it is. It is just straight down the middle spectacular. They
3: always have Bob Seeger blasting. You know, <laughs> yeah. so can...
1: No matter what. <laughs> and it's a very, like, it's a very, like, uh, it's like a world that, like, as long as you can fit into the people who want to eat a meatball sandwich, which is to say policemen and f- mooks of various yeah. kinds, just galoots, guys. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna like, get a potato salad. <laughs> yeah, people people who would yell f- while talking. Yeah, <laughs> yell talk. Um, as long as you can, and I'm, look, I'm a big white dude. I can slide in. I can slide into that if yeah. need be. You know, I'm capable of a passing. Uh, then it is the greatest fucking venue in the world. And actually, I may, it makes me think of like a uh, little jewel of New Orleans where you ate those shrimps.
2: God, I had so many
1: shrimp. I forgot my catchphrase. I had so many. Like it's a little bit too like contemporary foodie. Uh, while it's it it is, it is has a very unpretentious presentation. It's a little too self-consciously foodie. But it's the same thing where like not only will I eat that whole sandwich, but I will order banana pudding, mm. which, oh, and I will man. eat the I love banan- banana pudding. The man, banana pudding, pudding comes right. in like a, this in like a you know the size of a small pancake plastic. Container. That's the mm. thing about banana pudding. It's better when it's been sitting there a little bit. Yeah, it should it's be sitting a little there bit of little skin. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a so couple, couple of
3: fruit flies on it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you can gives taste it that the crunch. Larva.
1: Yeah, like it's, dev- it's crunch. It's one of those things like ordering a side of potato salad at a deli, where I re- I really like like straight down the middle, classic American like sweet pickle relish potato salad, and I will order it when I order a sandwich. But like that the smallest container is a thousand calories of potato salad, and the same with the with the uh with the banana pudding. I will fucking eat it. I will eat the whole thing. Un- I cannot stop eating. Go to Once town I have on put some shit. of it in my mouth, even if i if I'm already sick from how huge my sandwich was, I'll just keep well, eating my it. My kids like to assert that it's a whole
3: different system for dessert. Right? Like, it doesn't matter how much you've had. Yeah, but yeah. There's, a dessert there's pouch always
1: room inside yeah. everyone. Yeah. Here's what's untouched by a big meal or right. lack thereof. What's crazy is my appendix has been removed. Which you know they say that the doctors say that's what appendix is for—dessert storage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. I don't know. Yeah. I have a third dessert testicle. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be back yeah. in just a second. At Jordan Jesse go. It's Jordan Jesse go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. We've got two sponsors. On this week's Jordan Jesse Go. First of all, our friends at Zip Recruiter. Now, first of all, don't pronounce Zip Recruiter Zipe Recruiter. It just doesn't make sense. But if you are hiring, if you are a business owner or a business manager or a hiring director, I guess. ZipRecruiter is the place to go because you don't have to go to a thousand, uh, you know, internet websites and post them all up on all of them. ZipRecruiter is the way to revolutionize hiring. It actually uses robot brains to find great candidates for you and encourage them to apply to your job. And best of all, right now, our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Remember, when a problem comes along, you must zip it. We're also brought to you this week by This Sounds Serious, a brand new podcast from CastBox. Uh, This show was produced in part by our friend Dave Shumka from Stop Podcasting Yourself. It is a very funny serialized fictional murder story full of wild twists and turns with twins and cults and a Florida weatherman. 25 minutes an episode. It's an easy listen. And if you love all those true crime narrative podcasts, you will probably love Dave's new show, This Sounds Serious. It also involves the folks from the CBC's This Is That and also Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You from Panoply. These are smart, funny folks from north of the border. If you're a fan of true crime and comedy, check out this show. Listen to it now wherever you get your podcasts or at this sounds We've also got something up on the Jumbotron this week. When you're out of ink or toner for your home or business, do you run to Staples? If you do, stop right now. United Supply can save you up to 50% and deliver to your door. We're an old-school company with 46 years of experience. Call 866-212-5884 and mention Full Chort to your sales rep. For 25% off your first order. That's how you can tell that they're actually listeners, folks. We did not provide them with that code. We sell other printer parts, too. Why settle for staples when you can support fellow tuppies? Remember, mention Full Short for 25% off your first order. When calling, here's the number, 866-212-5884. United Supply. The only printer toner business in the world. It gives a 25% discount if you say full short. It's their mistake. Take advantage of it. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll share your message with the world. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bill Corbett, old cranky detective. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my dad, we're introducing my yeah. Uh, yeah new character on the show. Yeah.
3: I'm like I'm like Sean Connery in the uh, Indiana Jones uh you know, third
1: Indiana yes. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair to characterize Bill as your joke, Dad. Sure, yeah. yeah I'll take it. That's, that's I mean, I remember the volume of Mystery Science Theater <laughs> three thousand just the sheer physical volume of Mystery Science Theater three thousand yeah. video cassettes that were in your college dorm room. Yes,
2: I definitely that was a big part of what was taking up space in my college <laughs> dorm where all of my VHS uh dubs of mystery science theater that I brought to college
1: from home because I could not bear to be without them. Do you remember that one kid uh, on our hall who had the state's book? Like the state's like out of print. Oh yeah, sure. State by state with the state mm-hmm. that was like the holy like he would like lend that out like only if you had really fucking buttered him up you had to check it out you had to sign it out yeah <laughs> you, had to, you had to leave your driver's license
2: uh, th- listen kids this is back before you could get anything on the internet.
1: <laughs> you had to look for it physical copies it was like getting a foosball at the boys and girls club right exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> in order to get the foosball if you want a cue ball for bumper pool. <laughs> You gotta leave your hat, your keys, fifty cents deposit, and your ID. Yeah, one of your socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a whole set of footwear. That's just true. one footwear. And I've got one sock, but I have my own uh, foosball now. So. Yeah, it's best honestly. Like it's best if you give them your left sock and your right shoe. Yeah, it balances out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You beat the system, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> free foosball. So, Jordan, something that we have been talking about recently on the show. <laughs> Something that we really believe in that is sort of one of our core principles. And mm-hmm. we talk about principles a lot on this mm-hmm. show. We sure. really – we really, we try and lead with our hearts <laughs> right. on Jordan, Jesse and And one of the things that we really believe in besides kindness and democracy – in addition to kindness and democracy and hard as a rock, wet as a river mm-hmm. – is without a base, without a trace. Um, the last thing that we want to have happen to our listeners is for them to lose foreign objects inside of themselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and so we really are strong advocates for a flared base in all matters mm-hmm. literal and metaphorical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the pursuit of that ideal, I think it's fair to call it an ideal. I mean, it's something that we- Noble as fucking hell. Yeah, it's (laughs) something that we strive for. Yeah. You know, it's not always a standard that we meet, but it's something that we do our best every day to pursue.
2: North star
1: for you guys. Yeah, exactly.
2: Also, if you've got a checklist, uh, without a base, without a trace, but also lube it up. I don't know. There's (laughs) not a a rhyme for it there. Right. You know. Right. Um,
1: That's uh, mainly for your comfort, though. Right. Without a base, without a trace, it's really a safety issue. Mm -hmm. And- so, in the pursuit of that ideal, we have asked Jordan Jesse Go listeners around mm-hmm. the country and indeed around the world, oh, Bill. Wow. Um, from. We're looking at you, Dominican Republic. <laughs> Where are you at, Mozambique? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Chad, what's up your ass, <laughs> Sweet Lanka? What do I see up there? <laughs> Chad, now, the country and the guy. Yeah, we got a call from Chad. From Chad.
0: Hmm.
1: Love Not him. a lot of Chads in Chad. Not it's a ironic, lot. But we, so. Yeah. We, there's the one, and he called. Hey, hey dudes, Chad oh, oh, from Chad.
2: <laughs> Waves are sweet. <laughs> I don't know if this country's landlocked. Anyway,
1: I was at the marketplace this week. <laughs> um, so, dude, hanging on my spinning wheel all week. <laughs> dude, oh my god. <laughs> (laughs) So we've asked our listeners around the country and around the world to call in and share with us what, as a cautionary tale, what they have lost in their bodies Mm -hmm. and what they have lost in the bodies of others. Oh, okay, yeah, and we include all types of potential. Um, orifices? Is that what you're getting at? I was going to say maybe invaders or <laughs> penetrators. Sure, yeah. Be they... Um, um, uh, uh, accessories? Yes, yeah, no, such, uh, such as surgical doctors. Yeah. Or surgeons, as yeah. they're known. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, my
2: mouth kind of hurts because I went to one of those um, dental doctors. <laughs> right. You know, the dental doctors, right. the ones
1: that operate on your Jordan, teeth. Orthodontist. Orthodontists. Orthodontists, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. <laughs> um, so we've we've taken some telephone calls. Uh, here's our first call.
0: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Go. Uh, this is
2: Ike from Cleveland uh, calling in about the action item about getting something stuck or lost in your body. I hope I'm not too late. About 10 years ago in 11th grade, a peer of mine decided it would be a good idea to jab a very sharp pencil into my hand. Uh, When he did so, the tip snapped off and is now permanently lodged in my middle knuckle of my middle finger. (laughs) And now every
0: time I look down at it, all I can think of is, man, what an asshole. Well, thanks. (laughs) Love the show. Bye.
2: Yeah, it's awful to have a physical reminder of your high school bully just implanted in
1: you. Yeah. It would be great, though, if—and he didn't clarify whether this is possible or not—if he can extend and retract it. Mm, sure. Because then he would be like a, like a writing or note-taking Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically a, a pencil cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My wife Need definitely Need to write down an address bub. My wife definitely <laughs> like had like a rock in her knee from when she was like 7 mm. until she was like 21 and then it came out.
3: I, I I don't understand the trouble with getting like that pencil thing out. I mean, what they didn't have to go in through his left ventricle or
1: like just yeah, you know? right. It's in the hand. Like yeah. it seems like that is something you could. No, you're stuck yeah. with it sorry. forever. We sense a camera, his anus. <laughs> we we follow the alimentary canal through to the underarm. <laughs> Honey, why did you go to this German doctor that's obsessed with cameras in the anus? It's
2: nowhere near my anus.
1: Um, I'm not obsessed. It's a casual interest.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it's with my hand. I don't know. Um, Do not worry. The camera has the flared base.
1: (laughs) There's no holes in your hand, sir. (laughs) But there is one upon your butt. (laughs) Zeus. Um, yeah, Zeus. Yeah, Some would <laughs> say it's the butt itself. <laughs> Some might call it. the very definition. That is of a theory. Butt. That is a viable theory. <laughs> um, we have a complex compound verb <laughs> to describe this. <laughs>
2: um, I was. I, this, is, this struck me as very. It's as, as a dumb thing that I believed as a kid when I was thinking about this. We would always talk about not. Not jabbing people with pencils, not because it was cruel, but because you would get lead poisoning.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, that seemed to be the missing piece here. My father stabbed his brother Mm -hmm. with a pencil when they were children, then realized that his brother was going to die of lead poisoning and cried.
2: Now that can't. No, because it's graphite inside a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: But yeah, that was just that was a scare tactic, kids. Hey, if you're listening out there, don't believe all this higgledy-piggledy about lead poisoning. Yes, yeah, sta- but still, don't stab each stab other. Stab away!
1: Oh, oh no. sorry. We, we came to a different conclusion. Yeah, well, no, well, yeah. yeah. Don't worry, my vote would be the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Atis doctor, I think it's amazing. I presume that pencil lead is called lead because at some point it was lead and not graphite. That sounds about right. I don't. It's amazing that. In the early days of learning to write, but when it was a privilege to learn to write, that the same thing that you were using to learn to write was also delaying your mental development. Sure. And, and, the, and, the, and the
2: materials in your hat were driving you crazy. Right. Yeah. There was no way to,
1: you just drank a big Coke to uh, – <laughs> There was a lot escape of escape, and you had cocaine suddenly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure like <laughs> in the nineteenth century and earlier, there were a lot of really interesting sources of madness, right yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you you hardly you hardly ever meet someone who's syphilitic syphilitically mad anymore, right. but yeah. in, you know eighteen seventy five Walking down the street, you're going to see three syphilitic madmen on the way. <laughs> and I think also, I think
2: it, it you should also. It is also worth mentioning that in addition to more casually mad people walking around, more people were also drunk. Yeah. So just casual, like you just drank alcohol because it was safer than water. So it's maybe hard to tell the people who were crazy from hat disease versus the people and, who were just and- casually drunk.
3: Another category, and there might have been some crossovers, people who got kicked in the head by a horse. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which was just always happening.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's another tough thing.
2: Yeah. Then you get to- uh, Then you, you get to the hat
3: trick of like syphilitic madness, dr- alcoholic, kicked in the head with a horse. Right. And, you know, they become presidents.
1: Plus, <laughs> plus people plus who, people who are driven insane by hunger and see everyone around them as looking like a fully dressed turkey. <laughs> I think you're confusing people from the 1800s and Daffy Duck.
2: Got it.
3: <laughs> the guys that Bugs Bunny was on the island with. Right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Got it. Okay, no, sorry. Okay. A fine fat goose. A fine fat sure. <laughs> okay, let's take another call.
3: Hi, Jordan, Justy. Uh, my name's Dan, and I'm calling, starting. I think I got it. so So uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to occasionally, like, an activity we would do, he would just buy us a bunch of dry ice and we would uh, just play with it unsupervised for hours and hours at a time. And uh, one of the things we would do is I would take a little piece of it and put it in my mouth and shake it around and blow out smoke like I was smoking. Uh, so one time I think I accidentally swallowed a piece about the size of a dime and it got stuck inside my throat for like several minutes. And I would burp up all things of smoke and it would hurt really bad. But I couldn't tell my parents about it because they'd never let us play with jays again. So I just kind of wrote it out, and then I had a sore throat for about a week, and that's pretty much it.
0: Uh, I don't think I've ever told them that that happened. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, bye.
1: I mean, the most interesting thing about this call is that I think maybe his parents listened to Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. This is when he finally revealed yeah. to them through the me- through the intergenerational medium of Jordan Jesse oh, Go. Yep. Yeah, Which it's we, America's meeting place. <laughs> right.
2: Used to be Starbucks. <laughs> now it's here on this podcast. Yeah, I don't – We I mean, we've said this before. I We don't recommend that children listen to this show. Right. But also parents, Yeah, I don't think. We have not been adamant enough that parents not listen. Yeah. yeah. There's
3: a cohort of about two years of, like, single people, maybe, like, 27 and to 28 years old. Okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. spot. You yep. can
2: listen. No one
3: else. <laughs> Jack off a lot. Uh, yes, you
2: know, Jack off.
3: the <laughs> show. That's your – yeah. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I want to be clear. When we say that it, if the people in that little age range can listen to the show – that's not a recommendation that you listen to the show. It's really just permission that if you feel compelled to listen to the yeah. show, it's probably it's – it's not inappropriate for you it to do It will harm so. you less than yeah. the other
0: cohorts. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. We really follow, try and follow a harm mitigation model of mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah. So let's say you're addicted to a more harmful podcast. Joe Rogan, for example. <laughs> yes. Then in that case, listening to our show, if you're in that window, will soak up that time that you otherwise would have spent learning about why the moon doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Uh, and and it will also kind of... Um, it will also, uh, you know, hurt you less. Right. Yeah. Let,
2: okay. Maybe I'm showing off a little, it, in terms of this guy's call.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'm showing off a little privilege here. I thought you were about to say, maybe I'm showing off a little, but I can prove why the moon just
2: <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> it won't return my calls. <laughs> and um, I hosted Fear Factor. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wait. That was Joe Rogan. I was on news radio, though.
1: Um, that was Andy Dick. Oh, that was yeah, – yeah. You're thinking
3: of Andy Dick. Getting yeah. yourself confused with the cast of news radio. Very common. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, yeah. It
2: happens. It's a, yeah, in my old it's, age. It's true, Dave Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Master of the
1: slow burn. Um, John Lovitz, the master of John Lovitzing, sure of being John. L- no one's uh, to be fair. <laughs> no no one, one's
2: better. I'm not that good at it.
3: No, no one has it.
1: ever even. No one's ever even been half as good.
2: No. Uh, yeah. Um, what What are the non Halloween uses of dry ice? Oh wow. Uh,
3: stagecraft.
2: It's okay. Related
3: to yeah. Halloween, usually spooky, but you know. Metal bands and... uh oh,
2: Sure, right, yeah. Cool uh, middle school teacher.
3: Yeah. The uh community theater production of A Christmas
2: Carol. Oh, sure. Probably Macbeth needs some dry ice. Yeah, yeah, Double, double toil and trouble and all that.
1: Shipping premium meats. Okay. yeah. Like, I... let's say I got a nice mortadelle mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. that I ordered from your wife. Sure, <laughs> A nice sandy
2: dick. <laughs> I needed the dry ice. Uh, everybody
3: sounds like Mario when they're...
2: Uh, <laughs>
3: in the meat world. Yeah, that's
1: a that's another central
2: use
3: of
1: yeah. uh, dry ice, I think.
2: Shipping. Yeah, cuz I guess I when I was thinking about this guy casually playing with dry ice, I'm like, "Where
1: do you get that if not the Halloween store around Halloween?" But I mean, I what's a, what's amazing to me about this is mm. that I think this is evidence of a phenomenon that I did not know existed, which is a cool science teacher gone bad. (laughs) So this guy's dad obviously was a cool science teacher. That's how he had the dry ice on hand. But everyone knows that there's nothing cool science teachers love more than safety goggles. Right, Uh sure. Big rubber gloves. They're really in the game for that. Like, if... Who else do you see wearing a lab coat? Don't talk to me about pharmacists. <laughs> I will not. Do not because
2: well, it's I a whole see thing. a lot of I see a lot of the people wearing lab coats. But on the weekends, I go to a lot of monster matches. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like you if you've known, I mean I'm sure, did you ever have a cool science teacher, Jordan? Uh yeah.
2: I'm trying to remember what the coolest I can remember I God, I can remember his face and I can remember how cool he was. Yeah. Mr
1: Stender? Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway. Oh my yeah. My middle school li- That guy's cool. Yeah. My, Stender's cool. My middle school science teacher, Lori, was mm. very much like this. And a cool science class is a is a place you go to see things. Explode, shoot across the room, uh, have danger, uh, where you otherwise might have to worry about learning about science. Sure, right. So – but central to that is a complex ritual of safety measures uh, that you do before you get to go onto the skateboard with the fire extinguisher. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys – I was thinking about the categories of cool teacher – yeah. Did your guys' high schools or whatever have a cool photography teacher?
3: Mm. Oh no. No. We did have a like cool science teacher, definitely. A cool biology teacher, actually. Oh, okay. Really uh really was into dissecting stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and actually got us on board with that, squeamish as we were. But uh he looked like Ichabod Crane. He's like oh, six feet seven, no weight on his body at all. Sure, pumpkin missed, for a head. <laughs> pumpkin for a head. Came into class on a horse with yeah. a flaming sword. Uh, but no, not a photography teacher.
1: I I had a cool uh, acting teacher. Mm-hmm. Not that my main acting teacher, but a guest artist who was very compelling. Uh, ended up doing something inappropriate with a student. Oh, dear. And – I had a cool literature teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, my cool literature teacher was, I think, probably to some extent a general case, but also a particular to San Francisco, which is to say he was a – he was a student teacher. Mm -hmm. He had recently graduated with a degree in women's studies and was a black leather jacket bear. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, who was really into love and rockets? Okay, sure. And showing us Carrie. Okay, mm-hmm. he was like a it was like a classic like 1995 Women's studies stuff that he was into the Shirelles. Will you will he love me tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, he was very cool. His name was Mister Crawford, Philip Crawford. Mm. Uh, I don't Obvi- know where, Obviously, listening now. I don't know where sure. Mister Crawford is, but he was a good dude. And he didn't care that I did not care about school at all. He was fine with that and just glad to have me there. Yeah. It was very nice of
3: him. Never, never broke out the dry ice? No. He was no.
1: super chill about it. And, uh, you know, he'd just be like, hey, why don't you check out Linda Berry, man? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Here, I have a know. mouthful of dry ice. <laughs> Keep some in my desk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but this
3: was recreational dry ice. Yeah. This sounds so, like
2: just like casual for fun dry ice. I, I, I mean never, I, he-
3: heard, never heard of that phenomenon before. Like mom and dad just get a – A shitload
1: of dry ice for the kids to play with. I'm about there with my oldest. Yeah? My oldest daughter fancies herself to be an inventor,
0: Mm. uh
1: which has a very expansive definition in her opinion. And we, Are you
2: worried that she'll get into monster mashes? Yes. She starts sneaking out at night to go to mashes? Well,
1: I don't want <laughs> – as long as she doesn't bring a wolfman home. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do not like wolfmen. I don't think – I think they're here out here taking our jobs. Boy, open your mind, man. Wow. so Pretty
2: small-minded of you. Jesus.
1: My daughter loves inventing, which is great. I mean, it's a really cool thing for, for her to Absolutely. be into. Uh, she's into like – she has one of these – there's these now these toy robots that you can program with a, you know, a Kindle or whatever uh-huh. uh, that that really are made for little kids and are kind of amazing. Like it's it's really a ne- a neat thing. Um but her inventing we sort of realized early on that it was going to be a major part of our lives. Like when she was like 4 and she decided this was what she wanted to do with her life. Right. We we're like, "Okay, we got to figure out how to like our kid isn't exactly artistic but there's going to be a lot of projects and what we did was we just started buying our children enormous rolls of painter's tape oh okay because painter's tape it comes off of anything mm-hmm. yeah and Satisfied her need to attach things to other things. Yep, gotcha. but you haven't you haven't uh, tried the dry ice yet. No, so right now she makes basically everything out of uh, construction paper and painters tape, which is great because I don't. It's expressive enough for her to feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. I think. What does she say she's inventing? Uh, recently, she's been cloning. Oh, Oh, boy. Nicely done. She turned my four-year-old Oscar into a... I'm gonna say a yeti crab recently. Cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, you don't need dry eyes for that. And is he human again, or is he still a yeti crab? No, he's still a yeti crab. You have a
3: personal I think interest in he, this by right? yeah, sure. being a
2: shrimp man. As being a shrimp man, I want to interact with other <laughs> human animal hybrids. I don't. Honestly, I'm a little skeptical because there's a mythical creature thrown in there, which mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with personally. Right. I would prefer that all the human animal hybrids be
1: right. Uh, yeah. You know, more traditional zoologically uh, traditional. Yep. Um, he is, uh, right now still a Yeti crab, but okay. I think he's about ready to come out of his shell <laughs> and, right. and or his fur. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So like uh, what's nice about it is that it's, it's satisfactory to her, but nothing that comes out of it is so, I want to say attractive. You could throw it all away. I can saying. just, can I have throw it all I away. I feel nothing when I throw it all. Away. Okay, I just okay. gather it all up. She's really mad at me while I'm doing it. I'm just gathering it all up and just burning it, it in, in front of her, <laughs> making her watch as it turns to ash. That edge. is uh, <sighs> a yeah.
2: hell of a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what were your kids into when they were kids' kids?
3: You know, they were um, a, a little bit into that, like, robot making. But my son was just such a force of destruction that anything, <laughs> any, like, kit you got him with moving parts would just be trampled pretty quickly. Um, uh. But, yeah, video games, you know, my son's gone straight gamer on me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it He sounds like a pretty
2: cool dude. A lot of messy art. He's projects. Probably good at Fortnite. He's probably too good at Fortnite. Anyway, he is playing Fortnite. Is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's I it. I spent. Uh, I had like an Easter lunch with some like extended family that I don't have much connection to, and I sat down with the little kids and played Fortnite and just felt like the world had left me behind. I yeah,
3: in a
1: good way, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the world is not good, and you wanted it behind you. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at The Ringer the other day, mm-hmm. uh, which is a popular pop culture and sports website Uh and i was reading an article by ben Lindbergh, who's one of the baseball writers Mm -hmm. there and the host of a podcast i enjoy called effectively wild and i read about overcast i want to say it was called jump diving or dive something like a, a controversial strategy in the world of not overcast what's it called So there's Fortnite and there's Overwatch. 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 And the competitive Overwatch has this thing (laughs) called jump diving Mm -hmm. or something at Gas Station TV. If you know exactly what I'm talking about, please let them know. Um, But I read, I'm going to say, eight paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, why am I reading this? I hate this. <laughs> I, yeah, I say that about reading in general. Like, what, am <laughs> I, what am I? Doing? I could be. I could be playing a video game, or like I can just let this part of me die. I, it's yeah. not necessary anymore. Like when I was twenty-two, sure, I had to know something about how to play all the different types of video sure. game. Right now, no, that can wither and die. It's fine. Yeah. I tried to play a
2: little bit of Overwatch. Um, I had to, not had to, got to mm-hmm. uh, help, <laughs> our, uh, help our buddy uh, Chris Hardwick write some jokes because he was hosting BlizzCon, oh. which is a convention for people who like the
1: Blizzard family of video games. It's uh-huh. so a spinoff of JizzCon, right? <laughs> sure, sure, yes. Yeah, same convention center.
2: <laughs> Things get confusing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually, every year I'm in St. Louis at FizzCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy hyphy rap. So. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: fizzing. Um I uh and so I I, I got myself I got myself an Overwatch mm-hmm. and played a little bit of it and thought it was fun. It was one of those things, it's an online game, so I just yeah. immediately am killed immediately because I'm, you know, uh yeah, old and dying, and yeah. on you my way it. to you're the just grave. Insulted by a thirteen-year-old yes. as you're dying. You yeah. know, I do not have any kind of headset hooked up to yeah. it, so I imagine that I am being called all manner of slur. Yeah, so I can just. I sometimes have a. You know, kind of a straw man in my head calling K- me things.
1: Provided yourself, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. It's sort of like the dog tells the serial killer to commit murders. Sure. <laughs> Bug is sitting there just calling you various
2: slurs. Sure, yes, exactly. Bug is my cat. Yeah. And, uh, yes, yeah, she speaks to me sometimes and mm-hmm. uh, calls me names. Anyway, I should go to the hospital. <laughs> um, See ya. I'm afraid she'll eat me now that I'm a shrimp man. <laughs> I don't want to go home. I'm going to get eaten in my sleep. Yeah. Uh, but that's how I want to go, though. Eaten by my own cat. <laughs> yeah, it's a good
1: death.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: it's
1: the it's a
0: it's it is a good day to die. Example
1: of the yeah. circle of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, anyway, so I played a little bit of Overwatch. And... You, do you
0: remember
1: the song from The Lion King? By the way, <laughs> the circle of oh, life. Oh yeah, I remember. Eaten it. by your own <laughs> <laughs> because you are a shrimp. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what
2: did you expect?
3: A
1: Elton John and Tim Rice, just <laughs> Tim a nice classic. Is, Tim Rice is the is really the special because Elton John's moving melodies, but those lyrics, those lyrics. the wit, the insight, mm-hmm. Shrimp and Rice, yeah. the perspective on the human condition, and as moving as they are, funny. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? I'm a rocket man because you know I just ate too much shrimp. <laughs> Um. God, that is my favorite song from Goodbye Yellow Brick Shrimp. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> anyway, send us your Elton John Shrimp parodies. <laughs> Yellow Shrimp Road? Yeah, sure. This is starting to sound like At Midnight,
3: like hashtag a. Yeah, no, you're right. Benny and the Shrimp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Yellow Brick Shrimp. We will not tolerate your At Midnight satire here, Bill, who <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> was a wonderful employer for many years. I won
3: the show once. That's true. That's true, because... Because Chris let me cheat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair, the show was that dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Elton John. Shripp- no, that wasn't dumb. the
3: shrimp. It was the, like the the Twitter participants. Right. Just, like, yes. Make a joke about shrimp. Just
2: like just put shrimp in something. Yeah, one to one substitute of word. Um. Oh, and the Overwatch the Overwatch characters all have a cool, very cool design. They mm-hmm. look they're neat looking yeah. characters, but just made me uncomfortable because they were. 15% too porny. Right. And I you know, and <laughs> that I'm is a, very precise. And I am a man who has a high tolerance for like a Japanese action game.
1: Right, you you grew up passionately loving Street Fighter 2, which is not insignificantly porny. Sure, yeah, and it is oh boy, the latest iterations of Street Fighter are uncomfortable. yes, I'm
2: like so, oh boy, these Tits really crept up in this thing. I thought since the 90s, there they weren't big
1: video game they, problem tit creep. Yeah, sure. And they only go one direction. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I, I I stopped playing Overwatch for two reasons. One, because, uh, because I was not any good at it, and it made me feel bad like a failure. Uh, but yeah, it also made me feel a little bit like just sticky like there was a sexual film on me at all times like you
1: were at jizzcon like i was yes exactly like
2: my last trip to (laughs) jizzcon
1: yeah i can understand that entirely jordan i was just i just didn't know any of the words Mm, sure i was looking at a lot of words that i did not recognize right (laughs) mercy camping uh
2: hanzo true love true love well You'll find out about that soon enough when you meet Christ. Anyway. Has the podcast gone in that direction? It has. It's very religious now. We talk about Jiz God for 20 minutes. Wow. That's a a sneaky uh, And it's been a while since you've been on, Bill. Yeah. We, We
1: try to bring it back to him, capital H. Capital H. Yeah.
2: Can you feel
1: the shrimp tonight? Oh,
3: my God.
1: No one shrimps like Gaston. (laughs) No one shrimps like Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shrimping match nobody's shrimps like Gaston. That's good. Thank
2: you. Yeah.
3: Does shrimping have a – it must have like a filthy –
2: Connotation that God, I don't know. Gotta, yeah. Shrimping has to be something. Let's, uh. Brian, okay, do us a favor. Play our next body call, and while it's playing, go on urbandictionary.com and type in shrimping. Open oh. up a private window. Open up a, yeah.
1: It's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be very bad. Control shift N. And <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and type in shrimping. <sighs> Big shrimping? Big shrimping. Opt with cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
2: when I was like seven years old, I had a loose tooth. Maybe I was younger than that, older, I don't know. Anyway, we were at the beach. My mother and I and some other people, it was like a beach party, pizza party. I bit into a piece of pizza and then my mom had a bite of the same pizza and then I noticed that my tooth was no longer loose because it was totally gone. And we always assumed that my mom swallowed the tooth and um, yeah, that's pretty gross. So
1: I guess, nah, I don't know. That's my story. Bye. That's not gross. That's beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: she could have grown a whole another daughter in her from that tooth.
1: Yeah, you've never wanted your <laughs> like mother folk to be part of you.
2: Some kind of weird folktale <laughs>
1: with sure. pizza. That's how that's how you and your mother shared powers.
2: Mm, right. Um, yeah. That, I that I was thinking like, oh, the child growing out of the tooth. That it seems like something that people who believe that like the maggots come from the meat would believe. Right.
3: Right. Some. Yeah, weird Belarusian folktale yeah. where children grow from teeth.
2: There is only one way to get the tooth back from the stomach. <laughs> you no. order dominoes. Where's we must draw
1: domino- it out of the fingers. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's Dr. Anus again. He believes, he believes that the butt is only an in. Right. So if you want to get something out, you have to take Go it through out through the, the fingers. fingers. It's the, yeah, it's
3: the one and only place with uh, double entry.
2: Uh, Are you guys – I guess your kids are probably out of this zone, but are you guys doing Tooth Fairy, Jesse? Have you
1: had to deal with lost teeth? I don't know at what age children do things. My oldest grace – so Teresa is in what I would call the John Hodgman camp, Mm -hmm. which is – John Hodgman, he's talked about this on Judge John Hodgman several times, has discussed the reality of holiday friends – with his children because when his oldest uh first learned that Santa Claus wasn't real, it was very deeply traumatic for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I don't have a strong position on it. I never I don't remember ever thinking that Santa Claus was real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember enjoying, I I don't think, I don't know if my parents ever like said to me, Santa Claus isn't real. Um, and I definitely was never traumatized because I don't think I ever really thought Santa Claus was real. Mm -hmm. So like, it was always just a fun conceit to me. Right. Uh, and it was fun in part because my parents had never like openly said it. But that was always the understanding in my family. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: For Teresa, Teresa definitely really believed Santa Claus was real. And it was – I think it was hard for her to deal with that it wasn't. So we kind of like – last year was the first year that Grace, who was uh, then – had just turned six, um, that she knew that Santa Claus wasn't real. She immediately extrapolated and figured out that the tooth fairy and the Easter money were not real. Smart. But what's great about it is we. But that's this whole thing makes it easier for the Krampus to sneak up on her. Yeah. Uh, the we can we convince her not to talk about it with Oscar, mm-hmm. her little brother, because we we thought Oscar's four, like he can believe that the mm-hmm. Easter bunny's real if he wants to, um, but. It has led to a number of kind of like she's so bad at hiding it, Mm. but he's so bad at figuring it out uh, that it has led to some truly like some just spectacularly dumb situations where she covers it up retrospectively or retroactively uh, very, very poorly. But he didn't even notice when she – openly said that it wasn't real oh that God. she had said it
3: kids are such idiots i know
1: <laughs> like a four there's like a four-year-old is just the sweetest dumbest bag of rocks <laughs> yeah yeah my my four-year-old especially like he is just such a like he'll just walk into a wall you know it's like can i have a hug <laughs> like, wall? Yeah, you can have a hug of course. You love me love you so much bill did you guys do holiday monsters
2: um, holiday Monsters? Yeah. Like that's Krabbits? what I consider Santa, oh, holiday the fairy holiday monsters.
3: Um, I never had a policy on it, but I, it we had enough grandparents who would regularly cite Santa Claus sure. that the kids got it and, you know,
1: and all the tremulous expectations therein. I, I don't know if your wife works at an office, but does her office around the holidays ever have any holiday mashes? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Only regarding monsters, but sure. do you guys have a runny- a
3: runner with monster matches?
2: <laughs> we do this episode. <laughs> yeah. and it crept, it crept up so yeah. really committed
1: to it. If you're so wondering, stealthily. if you're
2: wondering whether or not this makes sense, it does not. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. What's great about a running- I sort of
3: concluded that about life, but I thought <laughs> <Yeah>. podcasts <laughs> podcast were the last remaining bastion of order.
2: No, it's all chaos. Yeah, Damn. Podcasts,
3: Bill, the
1: universe. You've spent your life. Thinking of new jokes. Each episode of Rift Tracks requires so many jokes that you think of joke upon joke upon yeah, joke upon joke. Raw tonnage. And mm-hmm. on Jordan Just You Go, you know, we've been doing this for ten, twelve years now, and we've really honed in on about two or three jokes per episode. Yeah. Then we just repeat them. Sure. Okay, no, I get that. We take a little breaks.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Pepper in same stories a couple times a year. Yeah,
0: it's, like, yeah. talk about it. I grew up this in San Francisco, etc. Et mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jordan lifted trucks in the parking lot of his high school, sure. uh-huh. and uh, going to Disneyland. But a you lot don't you and... don't
3: have a previous Monster Mash uh, bit going on?
2: No,
1: I think we've talked about this. it's something we enjoy joking about. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, I mean it's our top mash. Right, easy. Although we we really like those paper things that look like flowers that you open and close to find out who you're going to marry. Sure, cootie catchers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Non-monster mashes are not worth it. No,
1: I don't. I will not go to a human mash. Hell
2: no. I will don't. Eat, I've gotten, and I have several Facebook invites to human mashes, and I will not go. Monster or nothing.
1: <laughs> what does mash stand for? Marry... Oh, I
2: no I think mash so I think you're I think you're you're conflating the mash and the Cootie Catcher, Jesse. Okay. So the so mash is like a game you play with a paper and pencil. Uh-huh. Um and you write down mash. So it's mansion, apartment, shack, house. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you yeah. you know there's some sort of counting mechanism to where you land on one of those. It says where you live and then right. you'll do a list of your potential uh husbands or wives. Uh-huh. Um, John Hamm so yeah I think around the time I was doing this Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a popular option uh-huh.
1: uh, for me, me it was a young John Hamm sure a young right a <laughs> not famous John Hamm a teenage yeah
2: there's John a teenager Hamm. in
0: Mad Lewis or whatever Lewis? from the
2: show Mad Boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> little Mad Men uh, Mad Men Babies um. Yeah. So you know, I think if you're if you I were, thought there was too much little adultery. I felt like they leaned sure. on that too hard on that show. <laughs> and maybe if you device. were into ladies and playing mash, maybe Mila Jovovich was on there, and that was right. the one you wanted to land on. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Madman babies, is a great idea. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow.
1: If only Funny or Die were still employing people, <laughs> that'd be. Yeah, if, I'm only, sure they are. if only Funny or Die were employing people, and it was 10 years ago. <laughs> sure. Uh, Ooh, Mad Men That's baby. the dream 10 oh, years ago. God, God I wish course. it was 10 years ago. Oh, I loved 10 years ago.
2: So cool.
3: What you is know, this? You that's,
1: know, that's why I. <laughs> what is this
3: now? This bullshit of being <laughs> 10 years after <laughs> that. <then. laughs> that's why I voted. It's
1: now. That's why fuck, I, you fuck you fuck now. <laughs> ultimately, that's why I decided not to vote for Hillary. <laughs> um, I wanted to make America great again, by which I mean about 2006.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, when I was really in my wheel, when I was sure. out there fucking, you know, yeah, yep. sure, I had a, still had my hair. with all the screamo bands were <laughs> <And> still good, <laughs> yeah.
3: and of course the was, screamo, right? Your vehicle yeah. was Trump, you know, yeah, obviously, sure. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. We thought we thought he would make My Chemical Romance get back together, <laughs> and he hasn't.
1: Yeah.
2: Forget the wall.
1: Yeah, get
2: My Chemical Romance back together. We're gonna get
1: My Chemical Romance <laughs> back together, <laughs> dear president trump mm-hmm. this is jesse writing to you from los angeles why aren't jay-z and beanie siegel friends anymore <laughs> please focus on this pressing problem <laughs> lick envelope stamp mailbox yeah. imagine if you will being at the start of
3: mad men Ugh. president trump Ugh. Imagine make it happen. Sure. When you thought
1: the show was mostly design centric, sure, yeah. You're mostly watching it for the aesthetics of the design, not the character yeah. portraits. Right, and, and the and the little Twitter icon had yet to appear. That oh, was a, the I- That was
3: a oh. delight yet to be foisted on the world. Yes, you can had, do we, that, sir. We had
2: yet to madmen
3: ourselves. Yeah, or or Iranian revolution ourselves. Oh no, boy!
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: so I- many fun icons. Yeah, when those Iranians were living under the thumb of an evil dictator, that's where it was That was, was at. some good shit. 2006, baby. <gasps> yeah. Mm. The Arab whiskey. Sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> Fall,
2: baby. Oh, fuck now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a bitch. Now we're just all too full of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're going to
3: take some weird shrimp crap later. <laughs> God.
2: <laughs>
1: why, why is I it I have a blood
3: running, vessel <laughs> running down my back. It's noticeable. Yeah. It's ugly.
1: Vice President Pence, you're supposed to be the adult in the room. What are you doing about too much shrimp? <laughs> yeah, right. Is there some sort of camp I could go to? Why aren't you limiting
2: our shrimp intake? For sure. We Americans don't. We have too many freedoms, I think.
1: Yeah, I we have think the so freedom too. to
2: gorge ourselves on shrimp on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah,
1: shouldn't be. How many? Okay, Bill. Yeah, Jordan. Yes, you're at a sh- you're at a sh- shrimp hmm you know your red lobsters. Your, yeah, sure. I call them rester shrimps, but <laughs> go, 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 so it's a it's much a regional thing. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Midwest, uh-huh. East Coast, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I understand mm-hmm. entirely. <laughs> like a shrimp in the wind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Candle um, in the shrimp scans better, though.
1: Candle <laughs> in the shrimp. Daniel is
2: leaving tonight on a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Susie had so much shrimp.
1: Now that, there, you, that no, you nailed it. Yeah, there there you go. Go. I remember when food was young. I think we just learned who wrote for At Midnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, sure. <laughs> I have this savant-like
2: power and nothing to do with it. <laughs> just mumbling, <clears throat>
1: so punny song lyrics in my house. So <laughs> well-developed muscle. Sure. Um... You're also juicing. Yeah, I am also juicing. You're those. on on steroids. Yep. <laughs> um I I wanna know, you're sitting at a shrimp restaurant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can picture it. You've yeah. ordered yourself uh a what's your what's your pop what's your what's your top shrimp? A scampi? No.
3: No, that seems uh like Supper Club of the nineteen fifties. I think it it's sort of in the it's sort of in that, that Cajun zone. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than like blackened shrimp
2: or something like that.
1: Yeah, Yum. sure. That is good. Shrimp
2: cocktail? Uh yeah. not my fave. I'll have one. Okay. I'll have one, but it's yeah. not my preferred. If someone's like, I'm gonna get a shrimp cocktail, do you wanna split it? That's great for me. Yeah.
1: You know what I like? When just that Costco plastic tray of shrimp is out there, and you can use many of those <laughs> don't like that. weird suckers. <laughs> Cold, rubbery shrimp. <laughs> sure. just, I really like them. Yeah. Just, it's the same as me. It's like the, whatever it is about them, uh, whatever it is about a uh, uh, grocery store potato salad that I mm. love, is the same thing that I love. Do you, you just eat about... the
3: shrimp sort of unadorned, no
1: dipping? I'll no... dip them, but I don't like the sauce. Oh. so You just dip them, them out of obligation, social sure. pressure.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or if someone's looking at me, and they,
1: they see do me have not to dipping. be cold. If they're not cold, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I like. The, like airport sandwich level cold? Yeah, like I like. <laughs> God the, there's damn, a weird that's a lot satisfaction for me about the fact that the shrimp are so cold. Like, mm-hmm. why you are You get so like cold? an ice cream headache but it from seems, your shrimp. But it seems right. Okay. So here's the question. You're okay. In a situation like that, and we're talking about chain restaurant sized shrimp. Uh, okay. You know, smaller shrimp, not tiny yeah. shrimp or anything, but smaller, regular size they're shrimp. They're not prawns. No. No.
3: No no, okay. no no no. No fucking no, no, no way. No no
1: no. How many of them do you eat on an unlimited when you're when you are untethered? Hmm. <sighs> uh, it, uh, you know, I I mean, let's say they serve you 75 before they cut you off. They don't cut you off if you. Like oh, it's like cans. right in front of me. am yeah. 75. are going no, down, goal There's gullet. no part where you reflect you to back to yourself. Right. Should I eat more shrimp? When Should you I first, ask for a, when you first said it,
3: the number that plate, the number that came to me was 15. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking 20. Yeah, because that's a or maybe yeah. like a third of the 70. Like they think that I'm going to eat
2: 75. Those monsters.
1: Yeah, I think um, I might. I think I might eat 25.
2: I'm trying to think. Of, that sounds this. about right. I'm trying to remember this sandwich I had today. How many no. shrimp were in that? Because I feel like I have never eaten so many shrimp.
1: Right. But you also ate A loaf of bread. A loaf of a bread, loaf bread. A loaf yeah. of bread.
2: Yeah. Loaf and of bread. probably an entire pickle sliced up. And yeah. a jug of mayonnaise. A jug of mayonnaise. But if these were just bare shrimp, I'm probably- and some fresh crispy lettuce. And some fresh crispy lettuce. Four vitamins. No tomatoes, thank you. No tomatoes. I'm I'm wait, wait, my wait. How are, yeah. How are like you ingesting the lettuce?
3: like you're picking it like a, like a shrimp wrap?
2: You're not eating the lettuce. Oh, this is just on the sandwich today. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, This
3: was just a. No, that's okay. I thought it was in Jesse's hypothetical. I I did not see lettuce there. I'm
2: probably eating 20
1: shrimp. 20? Yeah. How many? Okay. Second phase of the question. Mm -hmm. Same situation, same size shrimp, but instead of how many do you eat, how many can you eat? Uh, What's the measure of that? Num- we're going to use numbers. <laughs> oh no, no! Like, how do you know? Okay, I guess I should I should phrase it as how many are you willing mm. to eat? Ah. At what point do you draw the line? Like, let's say that you are in a shrimp eating contest, or sure, you're just you're everyone's watching you, and yeah. they you're they, with like, a date who has a shrimp fetish. <laughs> exactly,
2: really want to get them nice and red. She's like, fun fun I, like them, yeah. I like them I like them hard.
1: Exoskeleton, are. sure,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing harder than an exoskeleton. Damn,
1: thirty-five. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I have nothing I think I tested. could eat, I, I don't. I may just be picking a number that's five higher than you, but I think I could eat forty shrimp. Oh, I could
2: eat forty-one. Okay, I, mean, I could eat forty-six Seven.
1: shrimp.
2: I could eat forty-seven.
3: I could eat
1: fifty-two shrimp.
2: <laughs> I'm being realistic here, and I think if this is a if this is a chain restaurant situation where they do have a some sort of promotion like that. Yeah. By the time this shrimp comes here, I've had three iced teas. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, sweetened. Yeah, huh? Sweetened?
2: Uh, no, I traditionally do an, do an unsweetened okay. iced tea. <laughs> and have you been uh, filling up on bread as my pair? My pair? My, been, parent. I might have my been mom just up texted up me bread. and
3: wanted to know if you were filling <laughs> yes. up on
2: bread. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard you were having a conversation about <laughs> getting the most for your money at a restaurant. I just wanted to remind you. If I'm going to pay for the chicken. Yeah. Parmesan. Don't, don't eat all fill the up bread. up on bread. Um, yeah. So I'm probably, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk, I'm going to say, we'll eat 18, can eat 25. That
3: seems a I, little more
2: sane.
1: I think, George. I've had so much iced tea at this point, though. You yeah. might be underestimating how pumped you are from the iced tea. That's true. I might like, get... while the iced tea is sloshing around in mm-hmm. your tum-tum. Yeah. And that's going to be a concern. That little caffeine's kicked in.
2: they've caff- given me a little bit, bit of extra caffeine hunger. Yeah. Let's okay. assume fast service, too. So, like, sure. you're just, like, halfway through. Yeah, she's there with the through. pitcher. She's
3: there. Well, no, I mean with the shrimp, too. Oh, yeah. Because the they're all the, no, just no, – no,
2: The shrimp is coming in a pitcher in this situation. Just, <laughs> it's pouring I'll it take out. the uh,
3: pitcher of shrimp. Uh, they're all just <laughs> sitting there under a heat lamp. Sure. And – um, Scooping them in. Ready.
1: I have a friend named Adam mm-hmm. who once told me the story. He went to college in St. Louis and he and his college softball team like his intramural uh you know uh what do they call that uh uh multigender intergender sub so mixed gender softball team intramural intramural that means they play against other that doesn't mean that it's they play more than one gender what's the word that balls. i'm trying to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly God, Bill. <laughs> um, and do you like how I drew the line there? Not it. Can you feel the shrimp tonight? <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, they play against
1: shrimp. They oh, go. okay, good. Yeah, good joke.
2: Yeah,
1: a plus. Hey, good, very good. Um, you've got the job. <laughs> um, they there was a there was like a bar in St. Louis mm-hmm. near Washington of St. Louis where he went to school that had an unlimited wings day. Right. And what they would do is they would go when the bar opened, eat as many shrimp as they could, I mean, as many wings as they could. Then they would sort of take it in shifts to go do their business for the day while always keeping a few people from the team at the table. Wow. Thus maintaining their unlimited wings Status? What is what is the total elapsed time here? Like four hours? So he was like six plus hours. Holy shit! So the, he he told me that they would eat that he would that he personally would eat like a hundred wings Jesus. in a day. That doesn't seem like he's, that. He's a really skinny guy
2: too. Wow! That doesn't seem like that. Is happening because of a love of wings? That is a hatred for that restaurant. Yeah, yeah. that is just not liking the restaurant or, or, and wanting to hurt for
1: oneself. Love sure. of the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe
2: there. Sure, the thrill yeah. of the, pursuit. the wand finds the wizard. Yeah. I get it. I get it, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like no wizard would ever find your wand if you were eating that many wings. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. your gun- gun-
2: your gunt covers your wand <laughs> even
1: in college. Yeah. You have yeah. to
2: move a few folds
1: away. Uh, yeah, the wand's under there. <laughs> you just might want to get. At a crowbar. <laughs> Should I lay down in this pile of bones? You're <laughs> Constantly surrounded by a pile of bones sure, in yeah. that situation, George. Uh, yeah, you're just made of blue cheese at that point. In, too. A, I guess your wizard cave.
2: Yeah, or yeah. But if you, I feel like if you're if you're dipping those wings, right, you are as much blue cheese as you are chicken at that mm-hmm. point. Oh my
1: god, I love it. Uh, I love blue cheese. I don't so like much. talking about this because I'm so full of shrimp. <laughs> have
2: I mentioned that? Have I mentioned how full of shrimp I
1: am? I have heard. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
0: <laughs>
1: Chaotic Bro. Natural Jaeger. The Cosby. Mount Armus. The USS Entrepreneur. Dustbuster Club. Drunk Shimoda. What are we talking about? Some of the many delightful nonsenses that are now important running gags in the Star Trek podcast we still can't believe we're actually making.
2: The Greatest Generation is a show that is reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation
1: episode by episode,
2: but it's much sillier and has more fart jokes than that makes it sound.
3: Our reputations may never recover. You can get
1: our show at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts.
0: La, 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 la,
2: la, la hi, I'm Vince. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows. It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen, and more like realizing you are that one. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I'm Bill Corbett, a Shrimp Human Hybrid. Bill, what is a Rift Tracks project that people should check out right now? What's the, right hot, now? What's the hottest thing in the Rift Tracks store? Uh,
3: right now, uh, check out. Uh, the fairy king of R, A-R, which has it's one of these uh it's a, it's a movie i was telling you before we started here that was filmed in south africa we got a whole bunch of them where we just sort of made up a backward story of actors were like let uh, given like a two weeks at a resort or something like that and a bunch of Krugerands and they <laughs> it was in the 90s <laughs> and uh they did so so cuz Scott Malcolm McDowell who's a, a, still a wonderful actor I, you know despite his choices the 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 the, the Immortal Corbin Burnson. Oh
2: sure, yeah, Corbin. L. A. Law. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of the universe. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was He-Man. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, Corbin Burnson is um, L. A.
1: Law. Okay, and I don't know what else. But... it also has Denzel Washington. What? No, it doesn't. Have Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> he was on L. A. Law, wasn't he? Sure. No, he was on St. Elsewhere. Mm. Uh,
3: Blair. Blair, somebody was on L. A. Law. Blair. Blair Washington. Underwood. Blair Underwood. You're right. He's yeah. Very handsome. Um, yeah, and Corbin's pretty handsome and Malcolm handsome, you know. So, sure. if you want a, a South African movie with a lot of handsome people and some terrible CGI fairies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do well, want yeah. that. Yeah. In the sh- shot in the immediate aftermath of the fall of apartheid. Yeah. Very much That's so. the main thing. Is yeah. They're like, the cultural boycott has been broken. And there is not Let's a, make some fairy movies. There is yes. not a black
3: person anywhere near this movie.
2: <laughs> so they did their part for- And uh live show coming up in June. Live
3: show coming up in June is uh, a redo of an MST3K classic, uh, Space Mutiny. Yeah. Um, That's the stuff right there. Starring Reb, That's the good Reb stuff. Brown. Yeah. So we're excited about that. A little daunted because we gave him about- 40 nicknames in the first one and people want us to find 40 more so, really yeah, you're we're doing
2: gonna, more, uh, we're gonna do more. around we brown nicknames yeah. yep
3: boy yep. can you we're, give us a preview Is no there anything no I that's cannot I have to right I have to right do now? basically a flow chart of uh-huh. <laughs> sure I've already uh, done buff, modifiers buff and, drink lots and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah slab bulkhead mm-hmm. <laughs> beef strongheart <laughs> <laughs> that's so, fun but we're looking forward.
1: Uh, Riftracks is
3: fun. We are fun. If we're not that, we're nothing. Really, we yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Rifttrax is a blast. Definitely, definitely, definitely uh, uh, get their movies and go to the live shows. The live, the live. They're simulcasts. Yeah, so they you are. Can see yeah, them in a movie theater. Uh, and I, I frequently go to these, and they are just a hoot. They're oh, so funny. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you will, you will not laugh harder in a movie theater.
1: Oh well. I go to the Metropolitan Opera simulcast. Sure. That are is very funny. Hilarious. Mm, yeah. It was in Aida. Tosca. That was, yeah. <laughs> Damn, boy. Right. If you had seen this Carmen. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> yeah. Just... And funny and sexy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a boob would come out. It was sort of. Oh, well. It's we, fun. Yeah. Kind of we can get Kevin picture. Murphy
3: to do that. I mean, Yeah.
1: We'll Murphy take... will whip out a boob. Great. <laughs> <Ooh, Christ. laughs> Twirl it around
3: for you and put it back. You heard that it yeah. here might. first.
1: I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch took out a boob in that uh, uh, In that, uh a Royal Shakespeare Company play that he did in the sure, final path. yeah. Oh wow! So I think it's pretty much de rigueur at this point. All <laughs> right, right. we'll it. get on it. Take out our old man boobies. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm going to need some shrimp. Okay. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd
3: so be should we do the whole thing, like, not not like stuffing our faces with shrimp, but consistently eating it for the last – Oh, and just see like, how
2: many you can get through over yeah, the course of a you
1: know, two-hour presentation. Just
3: keep replenishing the supply. I and, think
1: that's a fun, like, audience participation thing is every time they see a shrimp go into your maws. Yeah. One, two – Thirty-nine. Sure, it'll yeah, be like 56. a Rocky Horror thing, and, yeah. and everybody ev- will throw cocktail
2: sauce.
3: Eventually, we can just dispense with the movie and right. make it. Yeah, yeah, shrimp eating contest.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> Cybocast <laughs> around the globe.
1: <laughs> Watch us eat shrimp. Everyone throws tiny forks at the stage. <laughs> maybe yeah,
2: sure <laughs> that happens in uh, the room. Spoons.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we'll challenge
3: the Metropolitan Opera Company to a shrimp <laughs> off at some point.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going
3: to win that one. No, there's some, there's some big people.
1: Big voices, big folks. Yeah,
3: sure. shrimp
1: needs are vast. You said that your brother lost something in himself.
3: Yeah, my uh, younger brother, when he was, well, we didn't know this till after the fact, but when he was about five, he'd been getting nosebleeds for about a year. Um, and then at one point he tearfully confessed to my mother that he had taken out the plug from one of those— Uh, like Christmas Globe shake-em-ups, and for some reason he was compelled to put it up his nose. And so he spent about a year with it up there, like tossing and turning at night, wondering if it was ever going to come out, having nosebleeds, just this little dumbass four-year-old, five-year-old, and then eventually it just kind of did come out with a big sneeze, and my mother was like, ah, you're having like an alien baby. (laughs) Um, what's,
1: what's terrible is when they are that age – because something similar happened with my oldest when she was littler. Uh-huh. You can't rely on their reports of what did and didn't go up there. So, like, they'll kind of have a feeling like so, they put something up there, but – it might have just been a dream they had or yeah. an idea they thought they might try that could be fun. They're, they're, all those things are one to yeah, a four-year-old. They're dumb and they're super high at yeah. all moments. <laughs> and so uh, there was a point where we did, I think, have to take our daughter to the doctor. The German. To verify that nothing was in there. Yeah. Like we were like, we thought nothing was in there. I think, I believe it was a balloon. What was the uh,
3: – what was the operating theory though like what was up where
1: she thought she had put, she claimed that she had maybe put a balloon up her nose mm. okay yeah like one of those little like uh, like magician balloons you know yeah. when I was little
2: I, I made my mom take me to the emergency room because I thought grandma's ghost was in my eye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, I can see it. I can see it's, her there I think it's dancing still there. around now. <laughs> Free me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move into the black neighborhood. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma's ghost. Grandma. Grandma's ghost. Oh, boy. Oh. I'm sorry. But with my... It's uh, totally different time. Yeah. She's trapped <laughs> in my eye.
1: And... Uh, <laughs> You does, she, know. does
3: she have – can she travel from eye to eye or is it just one? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's right. kind of cute.
1: Is that why you got bifocals? It is, yeah. <laughs> oh. And
2: I think they make me look distinguished.
3: So. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know.
3: Um, with my brother, though, the, one, the funny part that I remember – I was only a year and a half older – is that he actually tried to convince my parents that it happened by accident. That, it, like, <laughs> he was just kind of messing around, like, shaking the snow globe and it popped out and right. it went up there of its own volition and finally he, you know –
2: I think that is they, what they broke them. That is what doctors will tell you. Doctors in you know ER, yeah. you know uh, uh, ambulance drivers and stuff will tell right. you about the about the but but losings that they come across. As people mm-hmm. will always say, they like fell on something. Yeah, or they you know an entire spaghetti squash just right. found its way up there. Just it was sitting on its end, and I fell yeah. off a ladder. And, so yep.
0: I
1: had lubed a spaghetti squash for display, <laughs> sure. as you do, and. I happen to be gallivanting, mm-hmm. right, underpantsless, sure. <laughs> across
3: my living room floor. I was a recent tear in my trousers.
2: <laughs> just spaghetti squash size. It's like, you know, just we'll take it out of there.
3: You
1: Inspired don't have by a New York City ballet simulcast I had recently <laughs> viewed. <laughs> You've come to the right man. <laughs> it's me. An old joke that we sort of an hour ago. Sure. I remove things by putting more things up there. I hope you don't mind. Soon there will not be enough room for more things. The bigger things will chase the little things out. Sometimes I'm German. Sometimes I'm basically Malcolm McDowell. I need the money. I am not very precise. uh Jordan Jesse Go is uh produced by Brian Sonny D Fernandez. If you hear laughing from off microphone, that's Brian. You don't need to ask us. it's brian he's laughs through the window sometimes. It's a problem that he's seeing a counselor for <laughs> yeah.
3: um it's, it is actually the ghost of his grandmother in his oh, eye wow. laughing. It's a common problem.
1: Hashtag your thoughts about the program. Hashtag JJGo on Twitter. Uh, send any uh, corrections or further information we might need based on what we said on the program on Twitter to at Gas that's at Gas Station TV, the only television network that lives inside a gas pump. <laughs> and that's their slogan, right? It is, yeah. The only television network that lives. Dot, dot, dot. Inside, inside a, gas a gas pump. pump. Yeah, you need a, a,
3: yeah, that kind of uh, 70s commercial voice. A yeah.
1: smucker's guy. Get yeah, old... a gas station. Yeah. A Casey case some day. <laughs> it's morning in America. Yeah? <laughs> and a TV network lives inside a gas pump. <laughs> Somewhere in Omaha, farmers roasting corn. <laughs> I'm going to fuel up the tractor and watch the Today Show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but well, just a little well, bit of it. Just a bit. <laughs> just
1: a very little bit. Watch a few seconds of Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh, tweet at us, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Bill, you're just Bill Corbett, right? Yep, yep. Uh, it's spelled the standard way, Bill Corbett. Yeah, a couple Uh, of omelettes along the way. In that order. (laughs) If you're a Redditor, you can join us on Reddit where there's always a lively discussion at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can also join us in the MaxFun Facebook group where there is often a lively discussion. You can also like Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook, and we encourage you to do so. And can I say this, Jordan? Sure. This is the week. This is the week that you write a review in Apple Podcasts of Jordan Jesse Go. Do it. Let's do it all at once this week. At now, go. This week and never again. Yes. (laughs) Right now, did you know that the top review of Jordan Jesse Go, I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Jesse Go, was like a review that I wrote before we started the show in order to make the show look good? Whoops. (laughs) Whoops! <laughs> That's funny. That yeah. is remarkable honesty. Yeah. It's like fifteen years ago now, oh, yeah. wow. but it stays at the top because I think whatever mm. is at the top is whatever has had the most. This is useful. Yeah, I, I wrote see. a. I wrote a clear. Hopefully, it was useful. As President Clinton has taught us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. To- I always review my own podcasts. <laughs> I'm very horny. In retrospect, I'm a bad person. <laughs> sure. uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse. Go. MaximumFun.org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.